over 30 great interviews and counting. Welcome to the Haggis and Poutine Show, starring Willie Canuck. Oh, wait till I tell you, Ted. Funland's coming to Craggy Island. It'll be here Saturday. Oh, yes, this is the fairground thing. I'll, I wouldn't have much interest in that type of thing myself, to be honest. They've got a spider, baby. <laughs> a what? A spider baby. You know, it's kind of a freak show thing, you know. It's got the body of a spider, but it's actually a baby. And... <laughs> How is it a baby? Does it have a nappy on it or something? No. Well, um, does it have the head of a baby? Um, no. Well, if it looks like a spider and it doesn't actually gurgle at you or anything, how do you know it's actually a baby? They keep it in a pram. <laughs> Dougal, are you absolutely sure about this? You're not confusing it with the dream you had or anything? No, honestly, I, I saw it on the news. Uh, honestly, I oh, oh, wait now, actually. Now that you said it, it was a dream, yeah. Let's see, turn on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, oh right, okay. Uh, let's see. Let's try this. Okay, good. Right, now initiate. I was really sad when, you know, the 747-400 was retired by BA and pretty much everyone else as well. T-minus 50 seconds. We've sort of worked through together and the audience, they are essentially getting an education. T-minus 40 seconds. But you can go out with other people. You can set up, you know, a flight with a small group of friends or open it up to whoever happens to be online. T-minus 30 seconds. Yeah, so I want a roadmap if you want to sort of use a Microsoft kind of terminology, I suppose, is um, the kind of turbo arrow is going to follow up from the Arrow 3. It's a kind of logical follow-up. T-minus 20 seconds. What is going on, beautiful people? It's your boy, Blue Games, and you are listening to the Haggis and Poutine Show on Sky Blue Radio with my man, Willie Connect. Alright guys, uh, listen to the blues riff and B. Watch me for the changes and try and keep up, okay?
www.skyblueradio.com. Good day, good morning, good evening, and good night. Welcome to the Haggis Poutine Show. I'm your host, Willie Canuck. And I've got a special guest today. It's two cats. Two cats, how are you today, sir? Not too bad. Loaded up on coffee and uh, trying not to laugh too hard after hearing Spider-Man. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And big shout out to everybody in the uh, DJ chat right now. Uh, I say Christian there. Hello, sir. How are you doing today? Big T Tazler, I saw him uh, earlier. And the corporate pilot, Dad. Uh, how you doing, Tim? Has just stepped into the chat as well. If you're listening live, you can join us in the DJ chat. Just go to www.skyblueradio.com. Click on chat. Take you straight through to our Discord DJ chat server. And you can uh, you can join the conversation and uh, make song requests, all sorts of things. Good stuff like that. Anyway, so yeah, welcome to the show, Two Cats. Um, we were having a bit of a chat before the show, weren't we? And um, now, something I didn't realize. So, so I know that you're a Twitch streamer, but you're also... A flight simulator developer. Could you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. Um, so it's something I stumbled across. It's, it's the how do I put it? A random conversation led me down the rabbit hole. Um, but it was a conversation with uh, Alex from SWS, and he's like, "Have you played around with the SDK?" And my answer was, "No." Would you like to? Possibly. And before <laughs> I know it, the last two months now, coming on for three months now, I've actually been doing uh, scenery development work. Um, so I've been doing the Okavango update uh, for SWS, which consists on my list at the moment, something like 18 to 20 something odd airports I'm working on. Wow. Uh, I'm, yeah, absolutely bonkers. And it's all individual stuff. So it's um, fresh runways, groundwork, vegetation work, um, huts, life, people, gyms, Easter eggs. Um, <laughs> so each airport I've made, even the smaller ones, I've got these weird little sort of scenes of activity going on. So there's lots of work that's uh, going into that. Um, also working on my first hero airport, which is uh, Mound International. Uh, Foxtrot Bravo Mike November, uh, oh, right. which is a big, massive international. Yeah, whereabouts is that? Uh, that would be in, I think I believe that's in Botswana. So a lot of my work's in Africa at the moment. Okay. Well, that's that's interesting because there's there's actually not a lot available for Africa. I mean, there is some out there, but certainly not anywhere near the saturation that you get for uh, Europe and North America, uh, and for the, uh, a lot of quite a bit in Asia as well. But I don't really see much uh, scenery developed for Africa. No, no, there's there's very little. Um, um, to be fair, I'm hoping I can persuade to do a little bit more in Africa as well because it's a beautiful country to fly in. Um, it would be nice to have something nice to look at when you come into approach as opposed to some of the slightly more generic sort of things you know yeah indeed uh, uh just just a quick shout out to timmy saying it's nice to be here and not flying on a sunday for once of course because uh, tim is uh, he's a, com- a commercial pilot he flies uh it's a citation xls uh isn't it tim in the Gulfstream 200 i think um so yeah it's nice for you to join us today tim and christian says I'd like some big scenery for the African continent. And, uh, you know, I, I, I totally agree with you, two cats. Africa is absolutely stunning country. Uh, it's a place a lot of people don't uh, think about, but I've been doing a lot of uh, playing about in South America, or South Africa, uh, and kind of up from there into Zimbabwe, etc. And it's just the scenery is absolutely stunning, and it's completely different from anywhere else in the world. 
And, and the thing is, as well, you can do in, in Africa because it's such a big place. You can do your GA, you can do your medium sort of size aircraft, you can do your cargo hauling in your your airliners, your DC six, your one four six, your business jet, or the seven three seven, the A three twenty, and there's loads to look at. And because some of the airports are what we would consider possibly somewhat underdeveloped, there are some quite challenging landings if you want to try and throw a DC six in or a larger aircraft. And then you've got things like you. It, it, it offers such a wealth of choice of flying abilities and what you want to fly. Yeah. Um, but it's just a shame that they have there hasn't been that much love given to the, the continent that is Africa, really. Indeed, indeed, and it's it's one of these uh, places that uh, completely changes from uh, from one point of the year to the other in terms of what the ground textures look like. I mean, obviously textures in the sim. But it's you know it's completely transformational with uh, the rainy season, the dry season, etc. The thing is, one flight you could take off in the desert and you land in basically lush green vegetation sort of area, and that's yeah, me a few yeah, times. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, exactly. it's like, I didn't realize Africa was so green. Oh, very, yeah, very, very much so. Uh, um, of course, it depends on the time of year uh, and, and the location, but yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, it, if I had my word, I'd have seasonal versions of the airports because, I mean, once you've got the, the bones of the airport down, the mm-hmm. changing of, say, for instance, the, the vegetation, um, the, the, the ground around it, um, Mound, for instance, the one I'm working on, if you look at it in the dry season, it's just, it's just looks like the surface of Mars. Look at it during yeah, the wet season yeah. and it's lush green football fields of green. It's gorgeous, absolutely yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. And I've got the, uh, you know, I've got that Rexaki season, which seems to account for some of that, I think. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, it, it's, it's amazing, it, and and we're so lucky, of course, with uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator that you know the 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 world is pretty much at your feet. So it, it's amazing to go and explore these places, and probably you know just as interesting that you're developing scenery for it. I mean, thing is, the African thing it does offer a, a degree of a challenge in itself because. At the moment where I'm still learning, I'm still very much learning this process, I'll never, I'll never get it in one day. Um, mm. The palette I have to work with is very interesting. So when you look in sim, I don't know if anyone has noticed, sometimes the colours seem a little bit blown out. The whites are very, very white and the browns yep. are very sort of muted. Yes, I um, so. So one of the things I do, I go in and do, I actually layer layers of textures above them to bring the colours up. So I'll start with like a, a dirty red color for the ground just mm-hmm. pop the color out then we start layering your oranges your whites your greens your lado- yellows and you layer them all up and before you know it you get a very nice looking um color contrast and then you've got to bleed it back out to match the rest of the sim oh, and then you okay. start building on the layers from there then you do your tarmac then you do your runways and then you do your layer of dirt and wear and tear on your tarmac it, it all comes in layers um it sounds very sophisticated. <laughs> it, it's not as bad as you think. It, it, it's more of having an eye for it. Um, Semi-self-taught artist digitally. Nothing published, just randomly like to doodle. Um, yeah. But it's all about yeah. layering. It's all very subtle, subtle work. So, I mean, you'll do things like... Do you understand the concept of opacity or transparency? Yes, yes, I do, yes. Yeah. yeah. So what you'll do is your ground one will have a very low opacity, like 10 or 15, so you can only just see it. Yeah. And then the next layer will have maybe 10, 15, or 20. And then you play around with it. A lot of it is just sitting there fiddling and getting the yeah. colors just right and squinting. 
Yeah, I, I, I can kind of see that lawyer approach, but it's, you know, very meticulous type of work. I just oh, yeah. want to give a quick shout out to, so Corporate Pilot Daddy's saying uh, the XLS Plus is being sold. Good. Yeah, I didn't, I know you didn't like that airplane. It was a bit slow on the slow side, wasn't it, Tim? It's being replaced with another G200. Oh, very good. And Christian is saying, uh, did a lot of DC-6 flights in Africa on the dirt runways. That was fun. Uh, Robert... It is, it is, yeah. Uh, Robert's just dropped in. Robert Plevin, hi. How you doing, sir? Uh, and uh, Corporate Pilot Dad says, uh, this is the stuff I like in the DC-6 too, being able to do flights that would have been done back in the day. Uh, and Serge has just dropped in as well. Hello, uh, Sky Blue Radio from New York City. Hello, Serge. How you doing? So great to have you along. Uh, yeah, we've got two cats on, on the show today, so we're talking all sorts of uh, development. Um, we've got about... Actually, we still got a bit of time. Um, so, why don't you tell us uh, what, what's the, the primary airport? Uh, you, you mentioned Mao. Is, is there another one that you could talk about that you're, you're working on? Those are the two big ones I'm working on at the moment, is the Okavango and Mao. Um, I've got some other project work I'm working on, but I don't have, as far as my permission, to share that information. So, I assume I can alter that point. Oh, um, okay. I do have a little something I can share later on, probably about halfway through the show, of something nice coming to the, that will be coming to the sim, and I know a few people will be activated vocally when they hear it. <laughs> yes, I, I think so. so. And, and that's just a teaser. I think we're going to save that till the the next talking break. But yes, oh, yeah, big big news. I mean, you've you've told me uh, before the show, uh, it's huge. I think this is going to be massively anticipated once uh, we break the news. And everybody listening to the show right now, you're going to be the first to hear it. So yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, so stay tuned on Sky Blue Radio after the music break, and we'll tell you what it is. Or rather, two cats will tell you what it is. <laughs> so that's very good. Uh, Big T Tazler says, I did a lot of backcountry routes with a DC-6 in Alaska, Yukon last year. A lot of old school navigation, coupled with finding the dirt strip in VFR style. I guess that compares to flying in Africa, just colder. Yep, I, I would definitely agree with you on that, Tim. And uh, Corporate Pilot Dad, Tim saying, uh, to you two cats, how long does it take to design an airport in weeks or months? Probably to the best answer to that is how long is a piece of string. Um, so, yeah. my role, depending on how long, long we've got, we may have to cover this later on, uh, afterwards. My role essentially is a assembler. So, what I do is I go off and do the research. I provide research and reference pictures to a 3D modeler who goes off and makes the 3D models. While they're doing that, I will do, say, the groundwork, the runways, the taxiways, all the logistical stuff. Okay. Then I'll put it together and wear and tear. So, for instance, Mound, for me, is about 70 hours worth of work. And that's just my layer of work. That's not including the 3D modeler. Yeah, that's, um, that's a lot. So, yeah. it can take a good month. If you were dedicating time to it, a good month, month and a half. Then there's testing as well, because there's always things that go wrong. Textures that don't sit right or last minute changes. Um, you never think it's done, and you just want to add a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um Christian says, I still hope they won't get rid of the old VORs too soon. It's just way too fun to fly old navigation style with the DC-6. Yeah. And I mean, and that's that's kind of the big thing with Africa. You know, you can go back in time. You can live the life of a pilot as it was back in the uh, the 50s and 60s. Uh, that kind of thing. Anyway, we're going to uh, play some music and you've got a selection for us today. What should we start with today, Two Cats? Which ones this was on? Uh, oh yeah, so my, a good one. This will get a few people moving. It's the Blues Brothers Shake Your Tail Feathers. And if you're not singing along while you're not having a fun Sunday afternoon. That's it. And we're going to play that right now. 
you're listening to the Haggis Poutine Show. I'm live with two cats right here on skyblueradio.com. Well, I heard about the fella you've been dancing with all over the neighborhood. So why didn't you ask me, baby? Or didn't you think I could? Blues Brothers, Shake a Tail Feather. It's the first choice from Two Cats. We got a request coming up for Christian. Lots more music to come. You're listening to Hags Poutine Show. I'm your host, Lloyd Canuck. Stay tuned. Your request is not unlike your lower intestine. Stinky and loaded with danger. Well, I see you walking down a dead end street like a black cat following a limousine. A brand new problem every time we meet, but the same old reason that the grass A path of destruction every time you speak You find your bridges but I just won't leave Cause I can't help caring about a friend in me Mistakes try to help, but you throw it back into my 
your haggis right here, chopped heart and lungs, boiled in a wee sheep's stomach. Taste as good as it sounds. Good for what else, yeah? Hey, yeah. Stevie Wonder action there. That is I Wish 
Before that, we had a request from Christian, which was Billy Talon and me. Got a couple more songs to play, and we'll be pausing for station identification right back with you with my live guest, Two Cats, right here on Sky Blue Radio. Sounding great at any altitude. But for now, let's check in with ACDC. we got a great one coming up.
that would be an ecumenical matter. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. But they fought with expert timing. There were funky Chinamen from funky Chinatown. They were chopping them up. They were chopping them down. It's an ancient Chinese. service will be serving up nothing but your favorite tunes from the 70s and 80s. Thanks for flying with Sky Blue Radio. Every Thursday at 1800 Zulu, Willie Knuck hosts Positive Read. You said that if you stay at around 70 knots, you should be grand. So I'd say, but again, if it works for it, it works next time. <laughs> it's, a, it's the Irish way of saying, you know what you did right the first time, just do that again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Join our growing community as we explore the world in props and jets. The rock formations and the colors are just amazing. Like it's, it's, I don't think there's anything like this anywhere else in the world that can't be. It is. It, it's pretty amazing when you get to see it. Celebrating flight with old friends and new friends. 
Oh, we got Biggles on here with us as well. Hey, Biggles. That's who overshot me. Okay. That's positive rate every 1800 Zulu on Thursdays. Just search for Willie Canuck on YouTube and subscribe for show notifications. We are positive rate. Spidey, can you swing us across with your web? No, I can't swing you across. And it's Spider-Man, not Spidey. I'm pretty sure I've heard people call you Spidey. Yeah, close friends. What's your name? Peter? Hey, Petey, do stuff for me. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, you don't like it. You're a fat nobody and I'm Spider-Man, so how do you think I feel? G'day, folks. This is Bryce, a.k.a. Just Some Aussie Gamer, and you're listening to the Haggis and Poutine Show on Sky Blue Radio with Mr. Willikinup. And we're back. I'm here live with Two Cats, uh, developer and content creator. And, and uh, you know, that's something we haven't talked about yet. You're, you've got a big presence on Twitch. Do you want to tell us about it? Oh, yeah. Um, um, to be honest, I'm probably most known for my DC6ness. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, well, now, this I know. This I know. And actually, I, I, I pr- presume I may have been on Twitch originally, but... Um, you, you did a, an interesting walkthrough in the DC-6 in terms of uh, transferring fuel from the uh, the main tanks to the uh, the alternate tanks, which I thought was really fascinating, actually. Well, yeah, the the, the, uh, the fuel tank mini-game, as I like to call it, yeah. where you try and drain your tanks because you can't directly pump from one to the other. You have to drain them to balance them. It's, it's an it, once you go out, you can't go back kind of thing, so you've got to think a little bit of ahead. Um, but yeah, the first thing I ever did properly with the DC-6, do you remember the it was an event ooh, probably about a year ago now, uh, nearly, um, where it was uh, the DC-6 is going home? I had, yeah, I think I remember that. I think there's probably a few listeners, I dare say, that participated. Yeah. Oh, uh, that, was, that was the weekend relay where we took the DC-6 that the PMDG is based off and flew it all the way to, well, from Africa to Texas, where wow. the current owner actually resides. And we'd done it over two and a half days and it was a streamer relay and we didn't have any dead air so it started with me then Tuto Captain Arash um, ha- uh, Forda Learns to Fly Minty Fabio and it was just one big relay flight so <laughs> when really one cool. landed the stream raided over to the next person and the flight carried on and we done that um, recently this year with uh, my co-pilot Daki Decimus we did a around the world in seven days in a DC-6 using your controls where we actually did a proper shared cockpit that would be neat that would be neat I actually didn't realize that uh, the DC-6 was compatible with that shared cockpit thing uh, it isn't it isn't um, we did learn a few issues with it um, we had a few technical difficulties before during and after um, mm-hmm but we learned a lot with it, and it, it was a fun challenge. Um, so basically, I would take whoever took off, swapped over halfway through the flight, and then whoever took over would land. Whoever landed that night would then do the takeoff and vice versa. So we uh, leapfrogged. And then for the last leg of it, as we flew into Schiphol, um, we separated from your controls and both came in semi, uh, sort of simultaneously onto the runway after flying, <laughs> flying around <laughs> the world cool. in seven days. Seven days. It was 12, 13 hour streams for seven days. It was absolutely exhausting. Absolutely exhausting. Uh, I'll tell you one of the things I found interesting about DC6. So, obviously, this was uh, PMDG's first venture into Microsoft Flight Simulator. As we all know, uh, there were what many success, str- though. Oh, it, absolutely. Uh, and there was many struggles they had with the SDK. So, I think this was kind of the. 
uh, it was almost like a test test aircraft for them to some extent, where they could yeah. uh, try it out, see if uh, you know it could get it working, etc. It didn't have uh, some of the level of complexity, uh, I guess, from the technical systems that they needed for the PMDG 737. Yeah. Um, but it, there was enough there that they could produce a you know a faithful replica of the DC-6. The the thing, the two things I found interesting is at first the price was extremely reasonable considering the complexity of the aircraft, um, but also the popularity and uh, considering that the communities exploded and there's a lot of, of you know a whole new generation of simmers that have come in um, because even if you look at demographics they tend to hover around the the, the 20s and early 30s, you know it, even with that demographic it was immensely popular and. And it's it's really good to see that uh, some of the the heritage in the aviation industry is still very very much appreciated. Yeah, I think it hit a perfect storm point as well because it was the sim had matured enough that you could make something that complex. Yeah. Apart from the CRJ, it was the first properly at the time we would consider complex aircraft. So you had maturity of sim, timing, and the fact it was a pit the first PMDG as well. So they had this gorgeous perfect storm and then the price the price was the clincher um I, I actually went and done an extra day at work and made sure i had more than enough i was expecting about 100 euros for it and when it dropped at like 50 60 euros i was like oh i, I was genuinely surprised i was even surprised with the 737 at its price point actually yes very much um, so yeah mm-hmm this is my first sim I haven't done simming before because it's always been prohibitively expensive because you buy the sim then you buy the scenery then you buy the aircraft then you buy the preferals yeah um, I can't say much now because I have an entire shelf dedicated to preferals now <laughs> so but anyway we'll skip that conversation before I cry <laughs> well I uh, you know I, I relate to that but obviously I, I, I'm an old hat to some extent so I came in uh, early days with uh, Flight Simulator well I've been I've used Flight Simulator way back to, to pretty much the beginning but in terms of being a serious uh, enthusiast I would say Flight Simulator 2002 was probably the first one I really started to get heavily interested in looking at procedural uh, airplanes and things like that um, certainly with the the all the peripherals as you mentioned you know that was for me that was FSX that's when I had a yoke uh, I had pedals I had various bits and bobs and um, my computer blew up and uh, FSX was kind of more or less shutting down at that point because Asus Studios uh, folded or was closed off by uh, Microsoft. Microsoft had basically indicated that they, they had no interest in Flight Simulator anymore. Uh, and then that's was the emergence of P3D. Um, but I, I didn't want to go down the P3D route because I just didn't like the pricing model. And I, I, I just didn't feel like I needed to make more investment. So uh, then my PC blew up and I couldn't really afford to fix it at the time. So I sold everything off. And I never really looked back. I mean, I was always conscious of Flight Simulator. Uh, but, you know, because there was nothing new on the horizon, I never really got too much into X-Plane. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, 2020 that was was announced that... And I, 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 a lot of people I've talked to uh, uh, who had similar experience say the same thing. It was just, we had to get back in. And it's it's just massively exploded. So I, I guess I, what I could say is welcome welcome to the, the pain and excitement and the uh, poverty of being a, a Flight Sim enthusiast. <laughs> Sadly enough, that actually, that actually links into something I was about to say. So I've got two friends that have... Who are my sounding board with my frustration with Sim? And, they're gonna, and then they're yeah. going to curse me because I am going to shout them out for this. So there's a gentleman called Thubs42 and Lee. Yeah. And they remain... They know me from my teething days of the Sim. AMD didn't want to work. And I was very much... I'm not spending a penny on this. I'm not buying planes. I don't see the point. Yeah. A couple of grand later, I'm probably 
caught myself out. But yeah, the, the, two, the both of them are giving me stick over the original, the early days of my simming, and now I'm a case of yep, I've got a tube liner, I've got um, DC6, I've got flight controls, and uh, goodness knows else. But uh, yeah, th- those two are my, my my sounding board and always keep me sane and sort of go right, two cats, you've got a new plane. Do you know how to fly it? Not a clue, mate. Right, sit down. We're going to teach you. <laughs> very cool very cool and you know what's your what's your journey then been like on twitch uh, uh in terms of because i don't I, I haven't actually looked at how long you've been doing it so how long you've actually been uh, a content creator uh officially a while now um so when i first started twitch i was doing things like um dauntless monster hunt uh all those sort of rage inducing games Okay. Um, I was doing competitive card, you know, like the card games, and doing stuff like that. Um, okay. Minion Masters. Um, at one point, I was ranked top ten in the world or something, something daft like that. Um, but oh, I was right. doing, well. I was doing like fourteen, fifteen hour streams, seven days a week, and I had a burnout, just completely burnt out, and just I lost the energy, I lost the enthusiasm, and with those sort of games, you've got to be very, very, you've got to be super duper energetic. You, you know, the sort of thing yeah. I'm on about. Um, I do. And then I took a break, um, and then I was—I I, I put my flight sim to one side because I was just having nothing but teething problems because of the early days of the sim. We we all went through that one, um, and then I stumbled into Two Tone Murphy's stream, and I'm like, ah, it's quite entertaining. And then I stumbled into his Discord, and then it's been a, a slope since then. <laughs> um, dabbled it, dabbled in formation flying, um, and then sort of just started just dreaming again i'm um, just doing general aviation sort of flying primarily the dc the dc6 was my my thing was my jive it was between teaching people on how to fly it land it i can't say much i did forget to put my landing gear down or live on microsoft official once that was an interesting stream we went through a whole fuel dump procedure and everything it was great fun um and to like you were saying with the, the fuel management system keeping an eye on your temperatures i like a very hands-on e kind of aircraft and the dc6 was my thing so we did the the big streamer event with the relay then i did the around the world in the seven days um i've got some wacky plans for the 146 as well um there's a stream event i'm going to be doing for that that as well at some point um cool. so yeah and, and since then, I've just kind of just pooted along, done my thing. I've been lucky enough to work with some really good developers, play with some really nice aircraft, get to play with them early. Um, there's a few I probably should shout. I mean, I mean, Milvis, SWS, um, FS Reborn. Um, who else is there? Oh, yeah, there, there's um, Coxfur as well with their um, Foxbat. So I've been really lucky to get to work with some really nice developers. And they've been open to feedback, and they've let me play with their plane early. They've let me test it. Uh, the mm-hmm. SWS Kodak, the RV14. I got to do a stream with uh, Fabio for that, for the RV14. Um, so yeah, it's 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 been a it's an interesting ride so far, and um, it's enjoyable. And it's more it's more about that and trying to make friends and just enjoy the sim really. Um, yeah, Fantastic, and th- that reminds me, we still haven't revealed the secret, have we? So we're gonna we're gonna hold off. We're gonna hold off. We're gonna wait till the next talking break for that. But we've got uh, some more music to play. So what shall we play next? Oh, yes. Ah, oh yeah, you're gonna love, love this one. Blast of the past. The Bangles walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> and that's playing right now. You are listening to the Haggis Poutine Show. I'm live with two cats. We'll be right back after music break. Stay tuned, folks.
See, I got this friend named Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. That's the worst name I ever heard. No! Oh, no! Hey! Joey Jojo!
classic one from Separate uh, Ways. It's uh, Journey. Going all the way back to the 80s. We've got uh, Five for Fighting coming up and uh, another uh, Depeche Mode song because we uh, celebrate the life and, of course, uh, the unfortunate passing of Andy Fletcher, keyboardist for Depeche Mode. What a shame. A uh, huge loss. So we're going to play another Depeche Mode after that and uh, we'll stop for station identification. We'll be right back with you with my live guest, Two Cats, right here on SkyBlueRadio.com. Thank you. 
that's it's no good Depeche Mode our tribute to Andy Fletcher who just passed uh, on the weekend uh, terrible terrible loss for for myself personally actually huge Depeche Mode fan hey we're gonna pause for a station identification and uh, just a quick shout out to Jayhog who's joined us in the DJ chat you can join us too just go to skyblueradio.com click on chat and you can talk live with my uh, guest today which is uh, two cats we'll be right back after this stay tuned folks is skyblueradio.com I love it it's awesome <laughs> your home for the best music hey everybody it's Mike McBride from Plain Savers Ice Pops and a whole bunch of other stuff you're listening to Sky Blue Radio sounding great at any altitude Hi, I'm Willie Canuck. Tune in every Sunday at 1300 Zulu for the Haggis and Poutine Show right here on Sky Blue Radio featuring great interviews you want to hear from people in flight simulation and aviation. Terrible, disturbing secrets. Always playing the best of the 60s, 70s, 80s, and modern music. Woohoo! Join me, my fantastic guests, and great music right here on the Haggis and Poutine Show. And that's the game! I'm Two-Tone Murphy, and you're listening to the Haggis and Poutine Show with your host, Willie Canuck. back welcome to the haggis poutine show i'm your host boy connect with me today is my live guest two cats and we're just having a grand old conversation in the chat with uh corporate pilot dad about uh, learning to fly and uh, you're showing an interest are you yeah well hopefully well i was supposed to have my first discovery flight um but that got cancelled due to staffing issues because of sickness um so hopefully right, okay. that soon. um okay. but um yeah i was asking corporate pilots could he like mentioned he was CFI and whatnot, just any sort of little things that I can do to help myself and help the instructor when I do get into the plane. Um, so I plan obviously to take a pen and paper with me, make note of the, the identifier of the plane so I don't talk over the, the CFI if I hear a call come the radio and all these sort of things. Because um, obviously, flight sim versus real world, two different things, but uh, it's a case of I fly, the, uh, fly around the airport every now and then in a little 152, which is what I'll be going up in. Cool. Just to get a little bit of my sight lines and what it looks like when I come to the runway and what buildings I'm looking for and so on and so forth. Um, so whether or not that's any help, but yeah, as far as the physical dynamics of a flying aircraft, yeah, I fully intend to forget everything I know about the sim apart from where my horizon is, where my airspeed is, where I roughly need to be looking, where my horizon line is, and that's it. Yeah, that's quite right. Logic. I, I, I don't want to speak for Tim, but I think the one word he'd probably say, which is the best advice, is listen. <laughs> oh, goodness, yeah. Yeah. The guy's talking, be a listening. Yeah, that's it. Um, and I always laugh because uh, Tim's been on my show a couple times, but uh, I, I once asked him to recount his experience as a CFI. He says, it's this great job where uh, your your student is trying to kill you at all times. <laughs> First time I ever, ever, ever threw a play. Uh, I wasn't tall enough to see over the dashboard. Uh, oh, right, okay. It was in Cyprus. Um, I got a fly over my school and everything. Um, my dad took me up. Um, well, he 
got a new striker and we went up in a little 152 and I was sat in the uh, the, the first seat and oh, I got to fly nice. the plane over with school and everything so I know the fact of don't hold the yoke turn it to yeah. how much you want and let it centre don't hold the yoke because that was the first yes. thing he did was, that was the first thing I did as a kid it's like oh we're going left right here we go then <laughs> held the yoke didn't I and he went no yeah, don't I, do that I'm like yeah, I had a similar experience. So I, um, I had a, a good friend of mine, Bill, uh, who I've been trying to get on the show actually, uh, but years ago, years ago, um, I, I used to fly with him quite a lot in the Piper Warrior, which is a, a lovely aircraft to fly in. And um, yeah, it's it's uh, I, I kind of relate to that because you know, the first time uh, he gave me a, a chance at the controls, I had this death grip on the yoke, and he's like, "What are you doing? <laughs> just relax, you know, just keep it level, you know, just keep it flying straight. It wants to fly straight. Just you just got to help it along." So yeah, I totally relate to that. Um, Tim says uh, he, he's agreed with me to some extent. So listen, he says, "Listen and ask questions." Very very wise. Yeah, quite right. The thing is, I, there's no such thing as a daft question. Just what is it? What is the, the proverb? Um, a wise man asks questions, or oh no, sorry, someone who asks questions is only a fool for a second. Someone who never asks questions is a fool for a lifetime. Indeed, something Indeed. like that. And Tim says, "I worked as a CFI. He was barely tall enough to see over the dash of the 152. We call him Booster Seat." Classic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely bonkers. But yeah, I was I was on the edge of do I mention the fact that I've done flight simming or not? Because I don't want to come across as that guy. Just because I've done flights in, I know everything about well, a plane. Like, I know where my six pack is. I know roughly where I need to be looking, and I know what happens if you pull back too hard. Indeed, indeed. And, and to be fair, it. I, I uh, t- again, you know, with Tim in the chat, we, he, he may agree or disagree, but I, th- I think there is a level of help uh, if you have someone who's got flight simulation experience because they're not coming in completely raw. Um, however, there's the the flip side of the coin is they uh, uh, I think Tim mentioned in the chat they may uh, uh, try attempt things that they think they're confident about but, but they actually have no idea because uh, you know they have this false confidence of actually doing it uh, in the sim. Um, but I, I do certainly agree with Tim and, and I, I've uh, had uh, conversations with Digital Flight Deck, good friend, shout out to him uh, when he uh, he was going for his uh, PPL. Uh, he went into the sim and studied the route that they were going to fly before uh, he actually got in with the instructor and flew it. And the instructor had recounted how well he seemed to know all of the visual markers because it was a VFR flight, obviously. Uh, and he, he pretty much knew where he was going. And that familiarization came from, uh, you know, having experience in the sim. So I think it's it's a double-edged sword. But, it, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, you, you have that sense of humility. Listen, ask questions. And... Uh, you know, eventually you'll get it. I'm sure. Put your landing gear down. Most unless it, it unless it's yeah. fixed, yeah. I mean, if, yeah, if yeah, you're if you're in a if you're in a fixed gear airplane and you manage to raise the gear, then there's something very alarming going on there. But that's probably something I could do. I, I do <laughs> I do have a little bit of a nickname as the master of disaster. I just make it look good. Because <laughs> um, yeah, that's what we're doing. I've been flying out from uh, Lillestadt, just doing uh, circuits, left hand and right hand circuits, just for a rough idea. Um, yeah, yeah. stuff like that but yeah no, I'm looking forward to it I just hope I can get up at some point whether or not I get my PPL is a different story but uh, at least if I can get up again I'll be happy oh, it's, it's all part of the fun though I mean at the end of the day I, I enjoyed flying I have no intention of getting PPL I don't have the time or the money uh, yeah. but I uh, I have lots of friends who, who do fly and I, I take every opportunity to fly with them when I can so you know I, I kind of I, I enjoy it on the fringe but yeah absolutely and Tib says uh, 
don't have a death grip on the yoke let go of it see where the nose goes correct with trim yes i've actually yeah. take, taken that lesson into the sim as well tim so i've been practicing that one as well you just don't quite have the force feedback on the yoke it's the only yeah. thing you're missing is that little bit of thingy and and the death grip i'm used to not having a death grip so i used to ride motorbikes oh right so well, there you go yeah. i'm used to that light but firm grip if that makes sense if you yes. ride bikes you kind of know you know it you're you're held on but you're not held on if that makes sense yeah yeah no, i completely understand um, that yeah. if you death grip your throttle before you know it while well, you've had it so a nervous a nervous bike is caused by a nervous rider or a stiff rider sort of and logic of um yeah, exactly. And of course, I'd like to give a shout to uh, Corporate Pilot Dad. Do check him out on YouTube. He has lots of instructional videos on all sorts of airplanes. Uh, you can find him on YouTube. Just look for The Corporate Pilot Dad, and there's lots of great content on there for him. But of course, we can also find you on Twitch as well, Two Cats. How do we find you on Twitch? How do we find you on YouTube? Um, so on YouTube, I've got a spattering of a channel, but it's still uh, Two Cats. And on Twitch, I'm Two Cats as well. Bearing in mind, um, I think there's more than one Two Cats-ish. There is another channel, I think, with two cats. There's one that's spelled with an O. But yeah, it's two cats, literally, as it sounds. So it's Tango, Whiskey, Oscar, uh, Charlie, Alpha, Tango, Sierra, to spell it. Um, And if you find the right channel, you should see an opening video of a T1A Hawk in my livery. And you'll see a picture of a griffin on a cream background with TC just above the griffin's head. If you found the right channel, of course. Sounds great. And of course, you had a secret that you wanted to let us know about. Uh, what can you yes, tell us? Yes, we have, we have a super secret. So I was given permission um, to be able to share this one on the radio show today. So there is something coming to the sim that is in development. It's a bit of a challenge because at the moment, the sim only supports four engines. This particular aircraft has double said amount of engines. And it's in the research and development stage at the moment. I was uh, fortunate enough to uh, see the developer go absolutely giddy when they found a book about it in a uh, aviation shop near me. But SWS are officially developing a B-52. And they're doing, as far as I'm aware, more than one variant of said aircraft. I don't have a huge amount of details because this is the first time it's officially been said that they're going to be making it. So there is a B-52 coming to the sim being made by uh, Simworks Studios. The same ones that made the Kodiak, the Zenith, and the RV-14, and I remembered them all. Look at that, go me. (laughs) Fantastic. You heard it here first, folks, right here on Sky Blue, uh, B-52. And uh, just give us a shout-out to the name of the studio again. It's Simworks Studios. I can bang a link into the DJ chat, uh, the chat thing, if you would like. That would be fantastic. That's appreciate it. SWS. They also have a Discord as well, so that's probably the best place to harass them and find out what's going on with the aircraft. Uh, I believe you can get to it from their website. But it's also okay. the same one that I'm doing, the Okavango for and the Mound International Airport. Brilliant. Uh, and uh, So we'll post that link in the DJ chat, and you can find the DJ chat by going to skybluradio.com, click on chat to stick it straight through to our Discord server. And that should get you to their Discord as well. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, so, and, and how much, uh, is there anything you can tell us? I mean, what, what level of detail are they going to go into? We've got about one minute left. It's going to be what we would expect from SWS. So it's very much a project of love. Um, I know Alex, the, um, the, the owner of SWS absolutely adores that aircraft as much as I adore the Vulcan bomber. Very nice. So it's going to be a very, very faithful reproduction of the aircraft. 
Well, see, that for me is great. I mean, if there's some level of uh, attention to the navigation systems as well, I think that would make it very interesting for me. So, yeah, as I say, I don't have a huge amount of details. Um, the best people sure. to go and harass will be SWS directly, but this is the first proper official announcement as regards to the B-52. Excellent, excellent. And uh, Corporal Pilot Dad's asking, are they making an SR-71 as well? Uh, that's the that's Milviz as far as I'm oh, that's the SR seventy one. Yeah, they've also got oh, a okay. Huey as well that they're working on. Oh wow! I wonder if they can get the iconic sound in there as well. I've I've seen oh. one fly in real life, and it really does sound exactly like it does in Apocalypse Now. Mm. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the Huey. That will be that that will be the one thing that will convert me to a rote ahead. Yep, I I, I, I totally agree with you. Anyway, we're gonna play some more music, uh, Two Cats. So what shall we play next? The next one is here's a blast. Here's a, here's a good one. Shakespeare's sister, stay. Uh, great video. Sort on top of the pop. Yes, uh, I remember that one. Quite an iconic uh, video of that one, actually. And that's playing right now. And we'll be right back with two cats right here on the Haggis Poutine Show. I'm your host, Willie Canuck. Stay tuned. I'll go anywhere with you Just wrap me up in chains But if you try to go alone Don't think I'll understand
That's Elton John and Kiki D. Don't go breaking my heart. And uh, we got a request coming in from Tim, the corporate pilot, that he'd like to hear some Rush. I think we can accommodate that. A couple more tunes to go, and we'll be right back with my special guest, Two Cats, right after the station identification. Stay tuned. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride.
That's Tom Sawyer. Rush, uh, perfect for rocking out and disciplining your children as uh, corporate pilot dad is related to me. We got one more tune to play, a classic from the Hollies coming out. And we're going to pause for our station identification and our last chat with my special guest, Two Cats, right after this. Stay tuned. Signs of aquatic life, but I'm going to find it. 
got to tear this universe another black hole. I'm going to find it. I got to, Mr. What is going on, beautiful people? It's your boy, Blue Games, and you are listening to the Haggis and Poutine Show on Sky Blue Radio with my man, Willie Canuck. See ya! And we're back for a final segment with my fantastic live guest, Two Cats. Two Cats, thanks for coming along today. It's been absolutely a pleasure to have you on, sir. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here. It's nice to have a bit of a chin wag for once. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you did relate to me before the show. You you often host yourself, but uh, it's always different when you're able to be a guest. Uh, less thinking and uh, more uh, free-talking, I think. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it's, how's it go? Not my stream, not my buttons to worry about. That's it. <laughs> and, of course, a big shout-out to Dark Fury who just joined us in the DJ chat. And uh, a huge thank you to uh, Christian, Corporate Pilot Dad, uh, Serge, uh, Big T, and everyone else that joined us in the DJ chat today. Fantastic to have you along. And uh, some great conversations and great questions about uh, ooh, scenery, uh, flying, all sorts of stuff today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we even touched on the, the, the ever-lovable to- topic that is big radial engines. And I mean, who, who doesn't like like a big radial engine, you know? Indeed. Between the Goose, the DC-6, and goodness knows what else we've got in Sim now. So I'm going to plug you with a question that I hit all my guests with. Now, it, what, what is what is the aircraft you'd love to see for Microsoft Flight Simulator that has not been announced yet? Ooh, that hasn't been announced. Yeah, yeah. So something it's, something unique, something uh, specific to your own tastes that you'd love to see come out, but, it, but nobody's actually said anything about it yet. I think it's going to have to be the Phantom F4. It's going to have to be the Phantom Very F4. Very good choice. It's going to have to be. Just because yeah. it's got a it, it, childhood memory. My dad won a radio show um, competition to go up in a Phantom F4. And we, we were listening to the radio and they literally done a wing wave over my house. And as a kid, it was like, my dad is a hero. He's in a jet kind of thing. And the F4, I don't know. It's just... It, it, it ties into my dad massively, absolutely massively, and I think it's it, it's the because of that link that that plane is just it's gorgeous as well. It looks lovely. It is. It's and it is my favorite uh, fighter, certainly from uh, the Vietnam era, uh, but just of, of all time, it's it's one of the most iconic fighters I can think of. And uh, yeah, absolutely, lo- I love love to have that. I think that's a fantastic choice. I can't yeah. top it really. <laughs> well, thing is the Phantom. I'm thinking Phantom Meth Four followed by Vulcan. Then some more of the old iconic World War Two planes, um, yep. the Halifax or something like that. The Halifax or whatnot. My granddad was a volunteered as a tail gunner, even though he was. Oh, right, spit, okay. like, yeah, he used to volunteer. He volunteered as a tail gunner for a bit of extra scratch during the war, wow. and uh, he was a Spitfire engineer as well. So that plane is quite close to my heart. Fantastic. I mean, I've, I've, I've mentioned this before, but one uh, airplane that I have a huge fascination and love for, which uh, there's a flying one back in my hometown, is the uh, B-25 Mitchell. Big of a thing, isn't it? Yeah, so, and uh, also uh, made famous for the Doolittle Raid. I think that was a B-25, I'm not sure. Um, Tim's just piping in there. He started a podcast with Rob. All right, so uh, Fox tried Alpha Aviation and uh, Corporate Pilot that have started a podcast, the Corporate Pilot Guys podcast. A uh, couple episodes in the works and all about professional aviation. And we interviewed an air traffic controller in episode one. Brilliant! So uh, do drop a link in the uh, in the chat for us, Tim. We'll, we'll make sure that everyone gets that. But you can find us 
in the DJ chat by going to skyblueradio.com. Click on chat to get straight through to our uh, our DJ server. Um, and Tim Tim agrees with you on the Vulcan. He, I, I think that's uh, one that seems to resonate with a few people. Wow, we, we need the howling sim. We need that howl. You can keep your F-18s <laughs> and whatnot. Just give me... I don't mind being howled by a Vulcan. Just everyone get one of those, leave your F-18s behind and fly over me as much as you want. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Seems to be the uh, case in every stream there's an F-18 somewhere. It, it, it does, yeah. I mean, I mean, in a way, it, it's fantastic because uh, hmm. certainly with the... Uh, uh, both of you and I, uh, as a stream online, and invariably there's an F-18 that's going to buzz past yeah. you at one point. It doesn't matter what the objective of the uh, stream is; there will be an F-18 in there somewhere. So it, uh, we, we welcome it. It's all about diversity in aircraft. <laughs> oh goodness, yeah, oh goodness, yeah. But it is still one of those. Oh, wait for it, wait for it. Where's my F-18? It's almost not a stream unless you have an F-18. That's right. Almost that's not right. a stream unless there's an F-18 gone by. Now, now Christians brought in an interesting one: Focke Wolf 190. Yeah, yeah. Iconic German fighter. Yeah. That reminds me, I'm off to the Aviadrome on Tuesday. Actually, it's an aircraft museum. DC three, a DC four, a Constellation, uh, Fokker seven, and loads of them down there. Yeah, very good choice. Uh, Big T Tesla. He says, "I'd love to fly on a seven hundred seven again in Microsoft Flight Simulator." Great memories of the Captain Sim for FS nine. So that'd be FS two thousand four. Yeah, agreed. very, very iconic plane. I, I seem to think a 707 was announced, but I could be wrong. Yeah, it's hard to keep track sometimes, isn't it? Because sometimes you mm-hmm. hear a whisper from one person, and you hear a whisper from another, and it's like, is that a wind-up, or is that actually happening? Um, there's so many planes being made now, it's almost impossible to keep up with who's making what now these days. It's it's good, though. It's, it's a good problem to have, right? It is, it is. It's just, um, I, I do find it kind of amusing at times that you seem to see the same, the same aircraft announced by two different studios. And I think, well, come on, guys. <laughs> maybe maybe stretch it a bit, see if there's something else out there. I mean, uh, coming back to PMDG, I, I absolutely do not expect it, but uh, it, and it's a shame, really. But one aircraft they did do years ago, which I'd love to see again, is the McDonnell Dud- Douglas MD-11. Ooh, yeah, it's... The gold, I see. I quite like the um, the Fokker 27s and the 28s. I, I'm, I'm very much a sort of 1980s to sort of noughties aviation kind of era. That's what I seem to enjoy the most. Yep, with you on that. With you on that. So like, a- like, like the 146, that, that, that's another gorgeous plane. Absolutely it gorgeous is. Thing, yeah, uh, and a huge, huge accomplishment by Just Flight as well. I mean, it's so highly detailed that. Um, I think, uh, actually, uh, Tim had a, a hand in beta testing that, if I recall correctly. <laughs> so. I, uh, I, had, I, had ch- I actually met the sound engineer who recorded all the sounds for the 146 oh, as right. well. Oh, yeah, right. He's, yeah, uh, he's, uh, he's Dutch. I uh, met him when I met up with uh, Alex from SWS when he was over uh, on holiday. So I've met him. He's, he's, you'd be surprised how many aircraft he's done the sounds for, that one guy. Uh, the T1A Hawkey done, uh, mm-hmm. the 146, uh, the Kodiak, loads of them. Wow. Yeah, you'd be surprised how many planes one person does sound-wise. It, and it takes months, absolute months, to do the sounds on those. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's incredible what they're accomplishing and with the sound. Uh, I mean, I've just picked up the Milvis uh, Cessna 310. Uh, the sound Ooh. package on that is lovely. Oh, the, the the twin pistons absolutely roaring in both ears. Oh, that's a lovely thing. And to be fair, that for me wins the award of best checklist ever in game in Sim One. The actual yeah. flight sim checklist. And 
best stock livery, one with the um, ferret on it. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's a quirky one. <laughs> yeah, wins Very those quirky. two awards: best checklist ever and best stock livery. Oh, I, that's the only livery I fly it in. I don't even have a custom livery for it because that is so good. <laughs> Uh, Corporal Pride Dead says, a 707 would be awesome. Let's be honest, we all want the best airplane ever made. <laughs> or every airplane ever made. Sorry, yeah, I did read that. Great. Yeah, of course. Great. And Dark Fury says, there's like five developers doing the 320 at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, have you had a chance to see the uh, the Sting S4 made by um, FS Sim with their working parachute? No, I haven't. Oh, if you get a chance, have a nose at it. Lovely. It actually has a working parachute. I'm, I'm going to make a scene wow. for it where you have to land in the middle. Yeah, working parachute. Pulls the chute, animates, floats you down and everything. It's really clever. It's amazing. It's really that, clever I, bit of kit. Didn't even know that was possible in the sim right now. It's amazing. Yeah, it, it's yeah. first time. I think there's a VOD um, on one of my on my uh, channel for when I got to show it off a little bit early. But yeah, that's, that's, that's something different. Popping a chute out the back. Yeah, absolutely. Because is it the uh, the Cirrus? Is it the SR22 that has that kind of functionality as well? Uh, yes. What well, uh, for speed break on landing? Uh, oh, sorry. This is the parachute coming out the back, right? Got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was thinking. Of, I was thinking of an emergency parachute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah, exactly. oh dear, everything's broken. Quick pull the chute. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> It's got about a, a minute left, but it, it's been absolutely fantastic to have you on, uh, Two Cats. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll have to get you on again. Yeah, definitely. Well, cheers for having me on. Um, one thing I did forget when you mentioned about the stream thing is um, my normal streaming days are Tuesday, Thursday, Fridays, and Sundays. Uh, I can't remember the time. Time's off the top of my hat. I vary a little bit. So it's normally two hours minus Zulu, isn't it? So six. What's up, y'all? This is OG Flow of the legendary Preachers in the Hood inviting you to check me out on Sunday nights, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, where I bring you the latest and the greatest in the CHH genre. I bring you the old school jams. So check me out right here, 0100 Zulu on Sky Blue Radio, where we're sounding great at any altitude. And make sure and pick up the podcasts after the show so you can continue to hear the hip-hop jams throughout the week. I'll see you Sunday. In 67 seconds or less, this is Sky Blue Radio News, sponsored by fsnews.eu. Robert Randizzo, the CEO of PMDG, has once again taken to the forums to give more information about the upcoming and certainly most anticipated add-on for Microsoft Flight Simulator. The PMDG 737 NG3 will release between 1700 Zulu and 2359 on Monday, 9th of May. Robert also stated the timeline of the development of the PMDG 737 for Microsoft Flight Simulator. The second variant to release will be the 737-600. It will come out around the 20th of June. The next in line will be the 800 around the 1st of August. The last variant to release will be the 900 around the first quarter of September. You will be able to purchase the 737 NG3 through the PMDG website and the MSFS Marketplace. For this story, as well as other great news updates, visit skyblueradio.com. This is DJ Skip for Sky Blue Radio News. We sound great at any altitude.
skyblueradio.com. That's another edition of the Haggis Poutine Show. You've been listening to World Connect. Thank you for joining us today on skyblueradio.com. Sounding great at any altitude. And a huge thank you to my special guest today. That's Two Cats. You can find links to his Twitch channel right here on the DJ Chat. Go to skyblueradio.com and click on chat. It's take you straight through to our Discord server. Don't forget, we're volunteer-run and listener-supported, so any spare cash you can help us with with our licensing and server costs is much appreciated. Just go to skyblueradio.com and click on Donate. It's all appreciated if you can manage. Anyway, apart from that, uh, not really sure what's happening next week, but we will be back right here with Agus and Puticho at 1300 Zulu. That's 2 p.m. London or 9 a.m. Eastern next Sunday. And, of course, you can join us on YouTube for a positive rate at 1800 Zulu. That's 7 p.m. London or 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, right on my own channel, Willie Canuck, on YouTube for community flights and all sorts of uh, different fun flying around airplanes and this week we're doing airliners which is really really fun so there you go anyway from all of us at sky blue to all you and yours we wish you a fantastic week have a pleasant evening folks take care and talk to you soon this is willie canuck signing out Game over, man! <laughs>